0: Welcome to Emron's Podcast, episode number 25. This is your host, Suman Silwal. Visit Emron's.com to listen to our previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels, and more. I'd like to welcome Kathleen Hamrick, Bill Hamrick, and Suzanne Patterson to Emron's Podcast. This is a special podcast. This own location. We have not done this. I haven't done this before, and we have a group of people here. The reason why we are here is to talk about your trip to down in Amazon River. <laughs> Kathleen, Kathleen, go ahead and start off. What do you want to know? How, how did this come about? Tell us your story. Okay. How, how did it come about?
1: Uh, well, actually, at the time that I kind of got into this type of thing, which uh, so more like an expedition than a typical running race, I was working with Suzanne at NAFCARE and I'd been training for a 170-mile self-supported stage race in the Grand Canyon. Went out, did that. During that race, one of my uh, my peers who was running the race said, oh, this is a cakewalk compared to this race called the Jungle Marathon. And I thought, what a race? Called? It's a marathon? It can't possibly be that difficult. Well, uh, after a little research, we found that it it's actually not a marathon. There are three different distances. The longest is 157 miles. And I remember thinking, well, I'll never do that race because this is just this has got to be the most difficult thing i've done physically it's been about three years since that race and so in the fall of uh, 2015 i started looking at doing this race it was september and i remember that because i was dating this guy who was really fascinated by it and we didn't continue dating but i remember it was in september and um, I registered for it. That's the first step. And I started talking to Suzanne about it. <laughs> Suzanne had gotten into to trail <laughs> And I said, well, Suzanne, you, you should do this with me. Suzanne's made of the right stuff. So I figured, you know, there was actually a chance, right? And after, I guess it was maybe four months later, something like that, um, Suzanne came on board. So now there are two of us venturing down the river, mm-hmm. the Amazon River. And Bill is uh, on the medical team with us, so that's how we kind of got into it.
0: That's, this looks like a great team, Suzanne. What what is your story?
1: Uh, so my story is,
2: you know, I'm like I'm a baby trail runner. You know this, Simon, because you you kind of taught me the ways of the trails early on. So when Kathleen and I first started talking about this, I had not even done a 50k. That's how I knew I was to trail running. But you know, I just thought. Hmm. You know, I probably can't do this 157 mile thing that she's talking about, but I'll go with her and check out the jungle and, and this will just be a lot of fun. And, and then as you go along, then you start thinking, maybe I can do this. Maybe I'll yeah. just keep ramping up the miles and, and now, now I'm, I'm in, I'm ready to go.
3: What about you, Bill? You did uh, drag, How did they drag you in? Yeah. So like Kathleen said, I'm on the medical team. I'm a uh, second year medical student at become Auburn and, um, initially got kind of roped in with Kathleen, uh, trying to help her get, you know, in a good medical standpoint for, you know, set there. And, uh, it was posed by, uh, the, uh, emergency medicine chair at my school that, you know maybe I should think about trying to join the team and uh, through a long process of working with the race director and uh, the administration at my school we uh, got it worked out and joined the medical team
1: he's actually taken he had to take a break um, they're giving him a special leave of absence for the weeks that he's going to be in the jungle which is kind of cool
3: yeah they've been uh, really good about working with me through this so it must be nice but yeah it's super you. nice
1: he had to be like super on top of it though. Getting, I can't imagine what it was like to get ready for taking a break for two uh, well, weeks.
0: It's,
1: uh, we're happy to have you. We're really, we are really happy to have you. <laughs> it feels very good to have a doctor on the plane with you. you so. or not,
0: not only the friend you ha- you have a you have a doctor additional to a doctor. That's always a nice thing. And Suzanne's husband okay. is
1: going as well, Justin.
0: Yeah, Justin. Right. Was, yeah.
2: So that'll be hammock support. You know, fixing <laughs> things that are broken.
0: <laughs> And and how how was your training for you, Kathleen?
1: Um, Well, you constantly wonder if you are doing the right things and if you're trained well enough. I will say um, it's like it feels like um, preparing for a major presentation to a big client or preparing for a huge exam. You never quite feel ready. Um, Even now, I mean, there are parts of me that wonder if I'm actually prepared every day at the back of your mind you're kind of thinking about like the things that you've prepared with and if you have all the right things because once you go out there that's it um and then also everybody has limits so you know Suzanne one of the things that Suzanne and I would talk about as she was making a decision about the race was um she expressed some doubts to whether or not she could do it and I felt confident she could um because everybody's bodies respond in similar ways and so as long as you are preparing in the right capacities people are fine through these things uh we have done Suzanne and I have done a lot of runs together you know um it's it's difficult during the week for me and also I I can't I mean Suzanne will talk about this too but I don't always have the ability to run every single day of the week um I work long hours at my day job and so usually my um training is done on the weekends and so um i Worked up to, my longest run was about eight hours with a, my pack was about 21 pounds a day. I did the eight hour run and I was soaking wet. Going into that, you know, I was really curious to see how, how my body would fare afterwards. And I didn't have blisters the next day and I had not, I didn't put anything on my feet to protect them. So I felt like that was a good sign that my body is ready for this type of thing. But still, you you kind of constantly feel like maybe you're not prepared enough. There's there's a part of me that feels that way. I, I'm not sure about you, Suzanne.
0: I'm I'm sure you can mimic the environment of Amazon here in Birmingham, Alabama. So there are things you can do.
2: Yeah. Um, certainly yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah,
0: hot for sure.
2: Right. Yeah, so, so
0: you
1: travel a lot,
0: you know. Yeah. Um,
2: I do travel a lot for work and. I think the thing for me, you know, after I did the Vermont 100, I had a few days where I thought, okay, I I did that. So this, surely this can't be that much worse. I think I'm okay. And then I put the pack on and that is such a game changer that I had no idea that putting, I mean, at that point, I think my pack was 12 and a half, 13 pounds. Running with that is so incredibly difficult and just so much more challenging than you think that I mean, fortunately, like Kathleen says, this is more of an expedition in some senses than a run. You're not um, working on
1: speed; it's endurance, right?
2: Because running running trails with a pack is this girl. I, I mean, I watch her run up and down the trails at Oak Mountain with a pack like it's nothing, and it's amazing to me. But that's a that's a game changer.
0: Definitely, one of the thing that I was talking to you earlier, it's almost like a stage race. You got to go stays It's running hundreds is difficult, but mm-hmm. you can run in one setting.
2: That's right. And then
0: you run this day after day you gotta get ready prepare next day it's that's that's i just came out of stage race and i know how it feels and especially yeah. I, I suffered an injury the first day i took a bad uh, fall and just nursing that plus the getting ready for next day it's just a difficult thing right. and how did you guys get get over with did you do a day like uh, you, a daily runs? And, you know
1: there's no training so people ask about training plans a lot and um I do not like training plans. Um, and the reason I don't like training plans is because I found, so I think for someone starting out with running and getting into it, they're very good. But when you're talking about really high miles, like you're getting into the hundred miles per week range, you, if you are on a training plan and you're really rigid with yourself, you open yourself up to a lot of opportunities for injury. If you don't, If you're not aware of how your body responds after swelling, like there were so many days, Suzanne, you backed down after some swelling. I mean, you can speak to that too.
2: Right. You do have to listen to your body. You know, it's a a long process and you don't want to just beat yourself down too early, too quickly.
1: Yeah. So just kind of knowing that you're building up to like really high miles, but then also giving yourself the flexibility to back down and like if you're extremely tired sleeping or if you have swelling just sitting it out for a couple days so that you can be stronger
0: definitely what kind of nutrition plan did you guys got in mm-hmm. or you just ate whatever as you <laughs> Suzanne, Suzanne has
1: been so much healthier. <laughs> she oh, I don't know. I don't nutrition. know. I
2: definitely had my share of um, whiskey and pizza
1: throughout the course of this and wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And I've tried to be a little bit better about that the last
1: month or so. Well, she's she's but... been like A plus on top of her nutrition game. <laughs> she's being humble about it, but no. um, I have not been. I've, I could have done a better job with that. I've gone to a lot of socials and <laughs> I've had a lot of pizza in Jimmy John's, um, but, you know, you're taking in, I'm taking in about three, probably two to three times what I normally would on, you know, when I'm not training. I don't know about you.
0: Mm-hmm. What kind of food do you think they're going to give you guys while you're there?
1: No,
2: nah,
0: <laughs> there's no food. What
1: kind of cruel joke is
0: that? <laughs> so you're going to carry your own food?
1: Uh-huh. Uh, yes, that pack over there on the table that you see, since we're here doing this in person, um... It's a, everybody's packs, they weigh, you know, different amounts. Mine will be about 21 pounds. Suzanne's will be a little lighter, I think. I hope
2: so.
0: <laughs> so, so it's nothing <laughs> like a running hundred. Going, oh, Suzanne, the- talk
1: about beef powder.
2: Oh. <laughs> so, so my husband <laughs> had this brilliant idea to take beef... And, and pressure cook it, you know, like can, can it, basically. Sure. And then um, dehydrate it and grind it up into a powder. So we're going to have beef powder that we can mix with I don't know what. To, um, to give us some days. sort
0: of sustenance, right? So there's no, there's no going from aid station to aid station and just having fun. <laughs> That's what a joke.
1: Yeah, no, yeah,
2: no, there's not. no M at <laughs> the aid
1: stations. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the race director specifically, she emailed and she she gave us a little bit of um, information on wildlife and a bit. just said make sure you have enough food to survive for not just seven days, but the total time that you're there, the time you enter the boat. To the time you finish the race which is actually about nine days
0: so you have to as a as part of your training you also have to learn to eat correctly i guess
1: yeah you just learn how to um you learn what is a light weight and how to get the right cal- there's no way to i think get in enough calories for that period of time but in terms of what a normal person would need to take in to be super healthy but there's enough to survive you know, a two thousand is not a lot for the amount of miles we're covering um, during that time frame.
3: So, Bill, you're you're
0: here listening to all this. So yeah. what's, what's your take on all this?
3: Uh, they're crazy, one. But uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be gonna be awesome. Um, I think you know everybody involved is gonna learn a lot about themselves. You know how strong they really are. But uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be a part of it.
1: Bill's a trail runner, too, so that's, he's calling us crazy, but I guarantee you he would be doing this if he wasn't in medical
3: school. <laughs> I don't know about that, but...
1: He's an adventure yeah. seeker.
3: So what's your role going to be there? Um, really supportive with the medical team. Um, from, to my knowledge, it's a, a lot of paramedics, uh, mostly from the United Kingdom, um, several doctors, um, several from the United States. Actually, the clinical lead is a um, Amy Biondich. She'll be part of the clinical and she's from the united states and so i'll be working with all those guys and, and ladies um i think they're 16 to 20 and so we'll be out at different checkpoints um not everybody will be at everyone some will be at the base camp some will be out of the checkpoints um you have to hike you know checkpoint to checkpoint um and as the runners come through they'll have to Stop for mandatory fifteen minute stop because of issues they've had in the past with people getting uh, sick basically from losing too much salt. So, which be just be monitoring the runners, probably doing a lot of ballistic care. Um, hopefully, not too many lacerations or anything like that. But uh,
0: yeah, what is the extreme condition they had so far? How, what? How many years they've been running this thing?
1: Over ten. Yes. Yeah, I long. think it's mm-hmm. like eleven or twelve. I think this is maybe the twelfth year they've evacuated. Mm-hmm. They've evacuated six people. Which um, this year I think they've got fifty-five. Is that right, Susan? I
2: think that's about right.
1: And there are three from the U.S. And then um, I think every year they have about that. They have between thirty-five and fifty-five. So I don't know percentage-wise if that's a high number of evacuations or not. Um, you don't really hear about people getting evacuated from marathons. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell us uh, about your daily miles you had to cover. How, well, out of 157 miles that you had to cover, it's, it's divided in what, six days you said?
1: Oh, we don't know yet. Um, they don't tell us until we get there. Uh, but we think, based on what we hear from other runners, that there's a really long stage towards kind of towards the end. And I don't think they tell us how many miles we have to go on that day. And that's part of the challenge is not knowing how far you have left to go and being totally exhausted near the end. I think it would be like around 60 probably.
0: So what do you guys think? What is the difficult part of this whole journey you're going to have?
1: For me, it's been the time to train leading into it and just getting all the right supplies. What about for you?
2: Yeah, I think, I think finding the time to train and then just... For me, because I'm a newer runner for these kinds of distances, just trying to make sure I got all the mileage in, but without, but while listening to my body, you know, um, to try to avoid injuries and things like that. I mean, I think my biggest fear going out there is probably getting lost <laughs> <laughs> so funny um,
0: will they have flags leading you to from station to station or you got to figure out is it like a barclay thing
2: that'd be so nice yeah that would be nice yeah. suzanne
0: suzanne you asked something you
1: asked <laughs> oh yeah it was about it was about four weeks three or four weeks ago <laughs> suzanne was like Oh, I don't think they. I don't think we have to carry our hammocks or, or something. And I thought, really, that's interesting. I don't know why they would make anything easy on us. Because
2: ten years ago, when they first started this race, oh, you, you, didn't a book. Have, right, yeah. you didn't have. Right, you didn't have to carry your hammocks. The the medical team and the volunteers they, took they all it. took care of all that for you. And so I emailed the race director, and she just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, you'll need to carry your
1: hammock. Why would you, you do that? Want you what is silly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So they they don't want to make anything easy for you guys to cover this. So.
1: No, No. that's part of the reason people are drawn to it. Yeah, it's one of the world's top 10 most difficult races. And to maintain that classification, they have to make sure that it's difficult for people.
0: Do you have to climb to the hills or valleys or just the general? Oh, yeah,
2: there are lots of hills. It's actually very, um, very, very hilly. And, and swamps, lots and of swamps lots of and roots. river crossings. And... So we've got
1: things like ankle braces for climbing over roots and cycling gloves because you're not supposed to touch anything in the jungle. Um, grommets in the base of our packs and, uh, you know, strategy for keeping stuff dry.
0: So as you look forward to headed down mm-hmm. to Brazil, <laughs> what message do you want to tell listeners right now, all three of you? What do you want to say?
1: I mean, I want to say thank you to everybody who has... We have had so many people, people I've never even met, who've gotten behind this and really been supportive of the whole effort. And I think people, a lot of people are inspired by it too, um, to do things that may feel impossible in their own lives. It doesn't have to be running. For me, it's just a thank you to everybody who's been such an awesome support. And, um, and I have sponsors for this. And so certainly thankful for them, Main Street um, Urgent Care Care and uh, Birmingham Magazine and AL.com. And, Susan, I don't know, uh, what, it, what about you?
2: No, I, I echo that. I think, you know, the neatest thing about setting a goal this big that does feel kind of impossible when you first start it uh-huh. is. Is not even really the end. It's that whole journey along the way. So you just meet so many incredible people and so many things happen along that journey because it is such a big goal. Um, that is, It's truly been life-changing for me. The actual process over the course of this last year of just getting ready has been amazing.
1: It's really humbling it you is. Know, to have so many people step in to want to support. Yeah, it's just very humbling.
3: I echo both of them, really. I mean, it's been incredible the amount of support from people that, you know, a lot of times you don't even know and you get so much support from them. And um, it really wouldn't be possible to do things like this without help from other people. And um, also, you know, just would encourage people to do things that, you know, maybe make you a little uncomfortable because a lot of times those end up being some of the more rewarding things uh, to you and, you know, help you grow in a lot of ways. So, Is there one thing that you like to make it different than what
0: you have done so far? Oh, my
1: gosh. So many things. (laughs) Like so many trips that I could have condensed into one trip to the store to get... Well, I could have done so many things differently and better. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I would have started training with the pack just a little bit earlier. A little bit earlier,
1: yeah. I
3: think I would have flown in to Brazil sooner. Yeah. More time to get down there.
1: Yeah, maybe um, a l- little bit earlier. I will not book my flight. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I had yeah, issues with a certain uh, travel <laughs> agency. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tell us about your trip now. Are you ready for it? What do you feel?
1: I think we're as ready. Anything, any number of things could happen. Um, it's a challenge I'm not 100% sure can, that I can complete. Um, we've prepared really well. It's, uh, I feel as prepared as anyone who works a full-time job can be.
2: That's right. There are, like Kathleen says, there are lots and lots of variables out there. And that's part of the challenge, you know, is to just see if you can work through yeah. those obstacles as they present themselves.
1: I mean, for example, these are not sissy athletes. They They're going out there every year. It's a small group of people. Some of them are elite athletes, like they do it for a living, and so, and many of them aren't. But they they've trained for years. They've done expeditions. I think last year about fifty percent of them completed it. So there are a lot who don't. And then I think two thousand eleven, they had sixty and only eleven finished. So it's not it's not a cakewalk.
0: Definitely. So what is your travel plan?
1: We're going together. Um, get on the plane. <laughs> Take. We,
0: Everything that you have.
1: Yeah, we're, ta- we're wearing our... Um, actually, we're, Suzanne and I are doing the same thing. We've packed just about everything that we'll need for the jungle component into our carry-on luggage. And we're wearing our clothes <laughs> that we'll be wearing in the race on the plane so that we make sure
0: nothing gets left. So, you, so it'll go with you. Make sure that it passes for the TSA. So Yeah, definitely looks like uh, you guys are looking forward for this, this event. And we're also looking forward for you all. To go out and represent state of Alabama and all running community here in Birmingham and beyond. And um, I really wish you guys luck. You got to say anything, in the last words?
1: Hopefully we, hopefully, we
0: have all our appendages.
1: <laughs> That's when <we're> right. <laughs> I think that we will.
0: This is our first part of the interview. This is pre 157 Amazon interview. And we're looking forward to having you guys back again for. After the your journey, adventure, whatever you call it, (laughs) (laughs) can't wait. Excited. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank
2: you.